4: Hey, guys, it's Brad. I just wanted to let you know that the net neutrality issue that uh, we address briefly in here is next week. It's up for a vote next week. So if you're going to do something about it, do it now, please. This is a serious issue. Thanks. Wow, Jonah, that's very nice.
3: Thank you so much. Welcome to Going Off Track. Welcome Br- to Musical Interludes in the afternoon. Brad has this uh, miniature little nylon string guitar with five strings that I, I love picking up over here, and I just love writing tunes on it. Yeah, man. You're doing a Everything great job. sounds good in open tuning. Yeah. It's a sweet tune. It's very sweet.
1: Tune.
3: It's very nice. Um, but yeah. Welcome to the podcast. I'm, I'm done with that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, you should,
4: um, you know, bring it to Pulse Music next time we're recording yes. to make... Maybe you can record a solo record.
3: Yes. Pulse could make th- this guitar sound amazing. it uh, <laughs> Sounds good already. But uh, yeah, thank you to Pulse Music for letting us record there as always. And uh, now, a very special announcement yeah, from Brad.
4: For one minute, I'm going to be uncasual because uh, we don't usually like to get too heavy on this program, but there's something right now that is going to directly impact podcasting. In fact, some of your shows wouldn't exist if it wasn't for net neutrality. (laughs) There's a lot going on in the news. This is being completely overshadowed, and it's a huge issue. It's going to impact podcasting. The other thing that it's going to impact is independent music. It's going to make it harder for your artists to make money, and you fucking know it's hard enough as it is. So... It's politics. It's a pain in the ass. But honestly, if there's anything that you need to pay attention to and get involved in, we need to not let this happen. We need to keep the net neutral. So whatever you can do, of course, the best thing you can do is, is contact your congressman. There's a, there's a website that I use called battleforthenet.com. If you go there, it'll help you. You can call and you can email and you need to do really do both if possible. And there's ways to do this. If you don't want to fucking talk to anybody, there's ways to call like after hours and leave leave a message. But really, this directly impacts all of our favorite people, podcasting and musicians. So sorry to bore you with that. And I promise it'll be years before I will
3: make another political statement. I guess when it comes to politics in the net, you've got to keep them separated.
4: <laughs> All right. Wow. I don't know which was worse, my diatribe or that. I don't know. I thought it was. Jingle. I thought it was a smash. <laughs> but uh,
3: anyways, uh, today in the podcast. Today in the podcast, um, we've Scott Weingard. Uh, you may know him from Texas is the reason. Um, Or
4: he may have cooked for you.
3: Or he may have cooked for you. Yeah, Scott is a very well-known chef, vegan chef. Um, I'm sure he can cook all kinds of stuff. Uh, Yeah, he was also the bass player, is a bass player in Texas is the Reason, as well as a bunch of other bands, um, just old kind of New York hardcore dude turned successful chef. Um, And he's the last member of Texas is the Reason for us to have on the podcast. Yeah,
4: that's right. And Scott
3: is kind of based in LA now, so we've been trying to set this up for a really long time, but he was here opening, um, a Mexican restaurant in the East Village recently. Um, he also was out here last year opening an amazing pizza place. I believe it's called Double Zero, but yeah, Scott, um, is just an amazing chef, an amazing dude, a great musician. And, uh, he is a cookbook with Matthew Kenny, who is someone he cooks with in Venice. Um, I think is a pretty famous chef. Um, the new book is called Plant Lab, I believe. Plant Lab, yeah. And uh, I think they work at a place or they own a restaurant called Bar Verde. But uh but yeah, Plant Lab is his cookbook. If you're interested in what Scott's talking about, um, I would check it out because it's sort of a lot about, you know, these kinds of techniques and the way they kind of cook these foods. And, you know, it's, I think it's vegetarian, vegan based, but it's cool. And you should definitely check out Scott's Instagram if you dug this podcast because, like I said in this, like his the stuff he makes it almost doesn't look like food it looks like artwork
4: yeah it's, it's really very cool.
3: colorful very flowery very he's a great dude um so yeah so happy he could come by so yeah let's just get right into it with um texas is a reason and superstar chef scott weingard it's going up.
0: Jonah's twisting his mustache to illustrate.
3: <laughs> uh, I am so happy because uh, Scott is on the podcast today. Finally, Hi. Hi. And we've been. I've been trying to get Scott for years. We've gotten everyone from Texas a reason. Scott lives in Los Angeles now.
5: How yeah. long have you lived in L.A.? Uh, over four years now. Over four years yeah. now. Really? Yeah, but I'm
2: back so much. Yeah,
5: I'm living. I live in Venice right now. Well, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Abbott Kinney represent. Yep. That's where our restaurant is. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <Even> better. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I wrecked
2: a car on that street many years ago. Nice. <laughs> Not, no coincidence. <laughs>
3: so you moved out there to to start a restaurant? Or? Yeah. Well, I started working with Matthew
5: like over six years ago now. Matthew Kenny, who he's like the founder of the the restaurant, restaurateur, whatever. Um, and we had this project in Santa Monica, and I basically went out there and kind of never came back. It was like, it was like oh, I'm just going to stay. This is like perfect for what i want to do and and i didn't have to and i was you know like i was working from new york and kind of managing a few restaurants but then once we opened in the restaurant in santa monica it just everything made sense all of a sudden with like okay we're gonna base here this is gonna become more of like the like los angeles is gonna be where like our flagship is gonna be and where we're gonna stay and it just made sense because you know the food that i do and the produce is amazing and the health, all the healthiness, and you know, just kind of, you know, all kind of fit in to what I was looking for, and I wasn't even trying to like look for it. Does it completely change, like,
0: you know, based on your location and the way you cook? It must completely change, like, your menu options. Just oh, by for which sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
5: I mean, it's interesting because you know we just opened this Mexican restaurant, and you know, Mexico is, you know, known for, you know, warmer climates and, you know, different vegetables. So it's kind of tricky because I'm, you know, everyone expects me to be like, my friend, you know, came and said, like, where are you getting corn now? I'm like, this is a different concept. You know, I have to have corn. This is a Mexican <laughs> right. restaurant, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's things like, and you know, of course, but couldn't if, find A Santa Monica corn uh, but, grower. Uh, well, well, Th- that's from New York, so like you know, I I, I mean it's growing somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and it might oh, even be right. from California, the, the, but it's yeah, just yeah. right now in you know November <laughs> right. corn's not really popping out, you know, in New sure, Jersey. Sure. Um. So yeah, so it's tricky because I definitely you know, in our restaurant in Los Angeles, you know, we are very strict about like, you know, most of the most everything, ninety nine percent is all California grown, and you know, we and we kind of you know we use a lot of the local farmers and. So we kind of, you know, stick to that. So it's very few things that we like let slip in some nuts and stuff. But what's what's your criteria for like screening the farmers? You know, if they have awesome vegetables and they're cool, that's basically it. You know, they like they're it's so different. And because I've been going to the farmer's market here, I'm not trying to compare them. Well, I am comparing. Mm-hmm. Them, no, but, clear, <laughs> yes. I am comparing them. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, I don't know. It's so I feel like I've been to the, these New York farmers a million times and they still don't know me you know and like you know the first week uh, i was in at the santa monica farmer's market they're like what are you what are you doing here what, what are you where are you going and i had in the next day like hey scott what's up did you should go here did you? and like everyone's like really huh. it's so i feel it's so competitive here in new york and in la it's competitive but i feel that the farmers have a little bit more of a community where everyone's mm. like kind of like got each other's back or hey did you see this you see that? like in new york it's like i saw this rare thing and i'm gonna take it all for myself and no. I've been like at the, I, I've been at the market here and, you know, in the rain, my hood up, grabbed like a bunch of things and, you know, a chef was like, you're taking all that. And I turn around, it's like my friend. It's like, what, the, what are you doing? Like you're starting a fight with someone like <laughs> yeah. the farmer's market over like some arugula flowers. Like what's going on here? <laughs> I think you just find
2: the East Coast, West Coast rap war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I've
4: always, but I've always felt like it's the opposite with most things. What? I've always felt like LA was more sort of like competitive then, and, and that New York is more cooperative.
0: You I guys think. didn't know Biggie Pock were going at each other about arugula flowers? Yeah, yeah that was a real big deal. That's
2: why Puffy won't talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's trying to... You know, hide Anything all the that goes, when he Have bent you ever over seen in, in that a car, a it was to cover a basket of vegetables.
0: I was watching a movie once. <laughs>
5: fact.
2: Yeah, and part tomatoes. of this movie
0: alluded to that, like, the truffle market was, like, sketchy. Where, like, some guy with, like, a big leather coat is like, hey, I have these black truffles. There's a guy and here. And he's who, like, I can't tell you where I got these.
5: He you know? he, he, <laughs> ca- he carries, like, a briefcase with handcuffed to his yes. hand. There's definitely a guy in New York. But in Los Angeles, a guy comes with this shitty, like, you know, styrofoam cooler. And it's like, hey, I got truffles. And it's, like, no big deal. But right. I guess you like, taking him on the subway and walking around, you know, whatever. Manhattan's, like, kind of a sketchy thing. It's, like, you know, you have... Whatever, five hundred dollar a pound, you know, black truffles. I mean, that's like serious <laughs> money. Like, but who's going to buy them from that person? You know, like you know, all of a but
3: sudden. But there's
0: got to be when you're talking about that kind of money. Like somewhere through the history of time, someone's been murdered. Oh yeah, I'm because sure, yeah. of a truffle transaction, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: hundred percent. You're <laughs> yeah. dealing with some serious dollars. Do they there. grow them anywhere except France? Can you, can you get them here?
5: Yeah, there's some. There's some growing like in Georgia. Some growing in Oregon. Oh really? Yeah. You
4: have to have a pig. Yeah, that's pigs was, and dogs, mostly
5: dogs now. Like oh, really?
4: Pigs, like, yeah, really. Yeah. I'd rather a pig.
2: I've never been. I've never like. You can seen request a, that a truffle. Were these, yeah, <laughs> were these truffles done by dog? This, or pig? Is, but this dog. is
4: my fantasy. Piss this is my fantasy, <laughs> is my fantasy retirement. Is become a truffle <laughs> farmer like in in France? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is oh, man. Man. <laughs> this is how I see me, me retiring. I never knew <laughs> this about you, pig. <laughs> wow. <Specifically laughs> Specifically oh. truffle farming? Yeah, in specifically in France. Wow. And my wife points out, like, you know, it's probably, like, you know, that's the kind of thing that probably runs in families for generations. Yeah. Of, plus, you yeah. don't speak French. Brad, <laughs> <laughs> don't give
3: up on your dream, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, no I'm, I'm, but I'm now not, I'm yeah. finding
4: that I can do it in Oregon. Yeah,
3: you should I, do it in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, sure, uh, sure. Scott, I had a <laughs> question. You know, I follow you on Instagram, <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and you post a lot of the food you make, and to me, I don't totally understand... Like, it looks... It's so beautiful and colorful. But it, like, looks like art or, like, flowers or something. I Mm -hmm. mean, like, could you explain, like, your approach to, I guess, like, vegan cooking?
5: Well, I think, like, vegan cooking was always, like, you know, had the, you know, stigma of being, like, this, like, crunchy, you know, hippie. And, like, everything was just, like, brown rice. And, you know, there was... Everything was just brown. And, like, this (laughs) is, like, you know, vegan food and vegetables. And they're so beautiful on their own. And it literally just, like, I... You know, years ago, I, had, you know, my friend had all these cookbooks. She was a chef, and I picked up this cookbook, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing! This stuff looks so great." Why doesn't anybody do this strictly vegetarian? And I was like, you know, I work in a jelly kitchen, and you know, very, you know, old school brown rice, and and I was always like trying to like, you know, do things a little bit nicer, and I'm like, no, oh, just do it fast. It's got to go. It's got to go. And so that was always my thing. I always wanted to. You know elevate in a way like and just you know i always saw them as being like so like every, all these colors are so beautiful like the greens and the reds and oranges you know and even like the shapes are like mushrooms and truffles like there's so many different like textures and colors and, and flavors don't get brag on, on the truffles again. <laughs> <laughs> it's be run wild. we'll go after yeah. um but um we'll talk later <laughs> so i just you know that was always my thing i just wanted to and then i just always wanted to elevate it somehow and have that you know try to find that you know that platform and i I worked with matthew i helped him open a restaurant called pure food and wine that was 2004 i guess 2005 and when i found he was when i found out he was opening a restaurant i knew about his and i was like oh this is gonna be it this is gonna be that nice restaurant and that's doing vegetables and and that was amazing because that was like a raw food restaurant we weren't even cooking there so it was a whole other like you know thing that i wasn't even like you know i was so intimidated my first day i was like i don't know any of this shit this is like stuff. It's like I've, science yeah it's like all these dehydrating
2: yeah i was gonna say and they're like a certain degree that you can't yeah um
5: past. It, between like 115 and 135 140 uh-huh. they say they and they say that you know after it goes after that like some of you know the, the important enzymes start getting right. lost it's not like you're not gonna get nutrition from mm-hmm. but um it's just better for you, according to, you know, raw food. You say it skeptically. Is it it bullshit, you think? No, no, I think, I mean, I've seen raw food diets definitely help people, and and I I feel, I mean, I've done it for, you know, long periods of time, and I feel really great. Mm -hmm. It's just that I'm just, you know, it's just like when people get really, like, religious and like you know it's like it's like you know i'm just i'm just saying what people say and you can you know you could do it yourself and like
2: certainty will fuck everything i can't trust that
5: yeah so i say you know for me i felt good on it and like you know i don't do it for you know i couldn't do it today and you know it's really cold outside but um but you know being in los angeles in the summertime and everything's in season it's really easy to like not you know and you don't even think about it some of the times but um
2: what started it with food with
3: you like where
5: when did that was it when you were playing in texas still um I always worked in restaurants. I like I started like busting tables and being a dishwasher in an Italian restaurant in Long Island in Rockville Center, and and then I I ended up working in like a retail clothing store like for another you know high school thing and but when I yeah basically Fountainhead my first band we you know we started playing we started to like play more and be a band and. Chris, the guitar player, he moved in, his girlfriend started going to NYU, so he, like, basically moved into, the, you know, the Lower East Side with her right away, and then shortly after that, I, you know, I moved to there, and, like, we just kind of, like, and then Chris started working at Angelic Kitchen. He's like, I can get you a job at Angelica. I'm like, all right, I'm start- I started. And so, like, right after that, and that's where I really learned about, you know, it was really more than just, oh, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan, or, you know, it yeah. was, like, they were so so um, it's like a
0: way of life there yeah
5: it's and just the, the products and the sure. ingredients and you know they were really you know like they were doing local and seasonal stuff before it was like this weird sure. trendy farm to table thing yeah when did that they a weird opened thing. in the 70s yeah like it? late 70s 77 wow. wow. 79 so yeah cool. and, you know so then she I was on St. Marks and then Leslie the owner moved to 12th Street where it you know just yeah. closed last year was, you know, they were open for over forty years. I didn't wow. know Daly got you the job there. No, Chris Trainer.
1: Oh, Chris Trainer. Yeah. Got
5: yeah. it. Oh, also yeah. legendary post hardcore Yeah, yeah. I my my best friend from high school.
3: Still, really? Yeah. You guys went to high school together? Yep. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, we yeah, it's crazy. I was gonna make this tempeh as a reason joke, and now I feel like it doesn't work as well. Yeah. But
5: Angelica, like when he got me the job, like you know there was like like so many people. Like you know, Alan Cage worked there. Gus, who was like a you know he mm-hmm. was a roadie for Negrilla that's kind of like a
0: dream of mine right those, there. You know. What you said is Alan Cage preparing me a meal at Angelica's
5: <laughs> kitchen. Yeah, that
0: would I mean. be like one of those <laughs> like cool i'm good moment there's all these like, yeah that. all these guys yeah. all those
5: people like That's all like awesome, you know man. there was always and then you know when i was there you know like you know brian from the van pelt, neil from the like all yeah. you know a lot of the van pelt guys worked there and i don't know there's just so many people from bands you know even the, the guys from the rapture worked there towards like in the late 90s interesting i never 2000s. knew that yeah luke and Vito, victor victor I,
0: yeah. I didn't realize till just now that you were the fountainhead portion of the famous Texas is the reason for a show flyer. Oh,
3: okay, yeah. Because, like, it's like it was like... Who cares? Who's this? <laughs> it was a big deal. Can you give some context on this? This yeah, is a very so, obscure. Well, Norman played in, in
5: Fountainhead, too. He okay. just didn't record on the record.
3: So,
0: in, like, what year must have that been? Ninety five? 95? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a show at the uh, Unitarian Church in Chatham, mm-hmm. New Jersey. And uh, it was a big deal that a show was there anyway, and it was with Bloodlet and Ignite. Yep. Mouthpiece, mouthpiece, Snapcase, Donuts. Snapcase and Donuts. (laughs) It was like this epic fucking hardcore show, and on the bottom of it, the flyer says, Texas is the reason. I mean, this is like a staple name now that we're all comfortable with, but at the time we're like fuck is that how <laughs> they get on this show <laughs> and then there's these little hyphens under it that say x i believe shelter fountainhead copper and
5: probably 108 ma- ma- yeah. and 108 yeah.
0: yeah and 108 and everyone's like what is this super group and, and it was this like <laughs> there was like an insane amount of like hardcore nerd jersey kid buzz <laughs> over like this mystery first band because there, I mean, there's fucking no internet or anything. This just appeared out of thin air. There was no talk, mm-hmm. no Twitter chattering, like, <laughs> hey, no selfies at practice. Like, well,
2: that's stuck in your head, though. I love that. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Firmly. Were that you show at the show? In general. Huh? Were you at the show? Of course
2: I was at the show.
0: Yeah, I saw it. I was, I was like the nerdy kid with a backpack filled with flyers, like, <laughs> in, in the second row the that's entire amazing. time.
3: Scott, what do you remember about the first Texas show?
5: Well, the first show we played at the Equal Vision Loft on 26th oh, right, Street. right, Okay. And we played with Samuel, and we were just so happy that Samuel was like, you know, wanted to play a show with us. Such like, a killer band. Yeah, they were like, yeah. you know, the band that like we wanted to be, you know. Um, so, and I just remember just kind of being like, we have these songs, and we're this band, and but we're not, you know, 108 or Shelter or, you know, whatever, <laughs> right. Fountainhead, or, you know, and we kind of... Thought we had a cool sound that was kind of different. I mean, I, we, that was our, like, main goal. We just wanted to do, like, a rock band, you know? We didn't want to be, like, this fast, hardcore band. We always, like, you know, I taught me, and from the time, like, even when Norm was in Fountainhead, we were talking about doing this next band, and we, like, always had Chris, like, as soon as, the first time I saw Chris Daly play drums, I was like, I need to be in a band with this guy. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he, and then just meeting him, it was like, we were best friends all the, like, right away, and... It just totally made sense. So we always had this, oh, this band, this band, and we had, like, you know, we talked about playing with this person, we talked about playing with that person, and then finally just, we were at the Equal Vision loft because Norm was living there, and phone call came in. They were like, Garrett got kicked out of copper. And and, like, and then, like, the next day, like, Norm, like, called him. was like, you want to play with us? And, like, it seemed like he was, you know, down in New York City because he was living in Buffalo. He came down, and, like, we went to, like, Chris Daly's parents' house. Chris Daly was still living there and he had a little, you know, rehearsal room and Is that in Jersey? That was in Jersey, yeah. And we just played and it was like, whoa. And like the like the basically the three the E P was like all kinda like kinda hashed out in that first practice. Like those songs just kinda came really? out and wow. it was like, This is really cool and then getting Garrett to like kind of commit and I kinda of feel like he was down and he moved really fast and things just kinda started happening, right? Like we would go to you know, to New Jersey every weekend and just you know make songs and hang out and swim and go to the mall and just you know be kids and you know <laughs> just hang out in new jersey it was totally random and weird but like it like i'm i don't know never nothing ever happened that way it was so easy and it always kind of just everything just always seemed to seem every, every time we played together it always kind of seemed that it was like this is so easy this is like so everything's so comfortable like this is exactly like what it's supposed to be like it's never like like i've been in bands like you know trying like what's the next part or what are we going to do here? Like, like Texas just all kind of like, you know, just kind of came together. It always kind of does. It kind of gels really easy for us.
2: See, I love it because I get to reference now again. Cause that's, <laughs> that's how I was living in California. That's how I first heard of Texas. Mm-hmm. And it was like this amazing KTEL presents comp. It was like the last thing I think they ever did. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was full of, it was like, promise ring and Jehu who was on it mm-hmm. and you guys were on it. at the drive-in was on it Jawbox was on it it was just this greatest hits of awesome bands and you were one of those bands that like in the middle i was like I- i've heard good things yeah so, let's do it i'm like mother like like it
3: was phenomenal yeah i remember you guys from that what was that rev was it 100 that you did skateboarding <laughs> oh yeah that? the yeah, yeah. in yeah. flight program we were, i think we were yeah. the first
5: song yeah too, so like that made it like very easy for like you know <laughs> Because he didn't have to get through all the other <laughs> stuff.
3: And I saw Scott on TV uh, cooking with Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray, I believe so. No, no, was,
5: no.
0: Was it with someone else? I was about to say how jelly I am. She's kind of like Hardy my Heidi maybe. Uh, yeah. Yes.
5: Okay. Yeah, I used to um, have a weird cook her attraction to Rachel Ray when, for when she was uh, <laughs> filming for. Um, it's true. What Project Runway is that?
3: What she did. So Heidi Klum, what did she do? Yeah, yeah, that's what she did. Huh?
2: Project Runway. Yeah. Warner- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's too Wait, skinny. Heidi I'm Klum? more interested in yeah. Rachel Ray. All right, yeah, sorry. no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just went from six to midnight. What did
5: you say? <laughs> <laughs> uh- I, I For a, a while, I would. I was cooking when they were filming for uh, Project Runway. I would. I would cook the lunch for. Heidi and a couple of, of the other people on the staff there. I'm more talking about Tim Gunn and Heidi. And you, and you did Gunn something Heidi. with her on TV, though, right? <laughs>
3: What's that? Did you do something with her on yeah, TV? Yeah, okay. um,
5: we did. Yeah, it was like, she had like an AOL channel, so we did okay. some like cooking things. I don't know if they're still on there, but I just
3: remember watching it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: There was the The funny thing was it ended up being aired in the cabs in the cab tv oh okay. yeah. so i would get like
2: <laughs> the text. big time i would get text
5: messages from like my drunk friends late at night be like you're on tv with lady
2: <laughs> i just turned you off so i don't puke <laughs> yeah. i can't deal with this
5: No, yeah so but but yeah no so that was that was fun that was it was cool to do those
2: you know aol video things you know we did some snacks and do you like that did you like like the cooking and talking about it and yeah it's funny it's just
5: like you know i just Anything that I've never done before is always fun, you know, and, you know, so it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll try that, I'll try that, you know, I've never been like, oh, I got to be on TV, you know, like, it's not my, you know, that's not what I chase after.
0: Is there, like, yeah, is there, is there like, different worlds in, like, the chef world where, because I assume someone who's always on TV and always doing these circuits must have like some sort of agent pushing them for sure, to yeah. these things it's, and it's
5: definitely a lot with pr and agents yeah and, you know, so and, how
0: does that work like you get to a certain stature and like most people hire agents or like are you part of like the cool punk rock chef community who's like,
5: um <laughs> i don't know i probably i probably not that cool in the punk rock chef community um kind of always how you know texas was always kind of not cool in the punk if you rock were community. like a band um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, like, if you were a band uh-huh. in
5: the chef community, what band would you I'd do? be fucking fugazi no, um, <laughs> no uh, I wish no i mean but the thing is like i like in a perfect world, yes, I would love to be able to, like I'm so fucking strict with my ingredients, I'm fucking you know I'm gonna charge yeah. you know what exactly what I need to, but you know, I work for a company that's kinda big, and so I, you know I basically feel like i'm i uh, I'm on a, one of those major label bands that like okay. kinda does pretty good but still like you know maybe like wilco have, or
0: something yeah
5: maybe like yeah, something maybe. there well, yeah, that. Wilco <laughs> before right. nels klein later shit <laughs> okay so you're the wilco of chef maybe maybe radiohead will say something like you know a little bit more experimental and like that's true cooler. yeah you're a little more out of the box <laughs> like we're not really not, <laughs> so not so well
2: that's yeah. hard to eat not your so later food. you know yeah that's true <laughs> that's now have you have you been approached by things i watch a lot of food network stuff and i'm always like wondering like where do they get this judge from and and is, is that something that's ever come across is that something that not you're to judge in? i've been asked to like like you
5: know like chopped kind of situations okay. and things like that i just don't really think that competing yeah. on on tv but with cooking is like is like it doesn't sound fun to me no, mm-hmm. no. um that's very stressful it's yeah and it's yeah. like i don't like i don't really like to do anything in 20 minutes like not to say that i'm not like efficient and like can't do but it's like oh you have 20 minutes to do this yeah. thing with a milky stupid, way with well, yeah some duck dumb ingredients <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, what
3: you i don't
5: watching? know it's just kind of weird. like it's something that i just don't really feel myself wanting to do that i would yeah ha- i mean yeah. i don't know just But I could also, you know, you could be like, oh, we're going to do it right now. And I would be like, I guess I'll do it. But, you know, if I had to. But it's just something I never really, it's not really something I I I chase think
2: Food is such a cool, accessible thing. Because, like, my my children, I have uh, six-year-old twins. They love watching, like, those tasty videos, Mm -hmm. you know, where they speed it up much faster than it takes to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But they love watching them. They love watching the Food Network. They love watch. They won't try anything new, mm-hmm. but they love watching in the preparation. I'm yeah. like, I hope this, like, rubs off and becomes something. Yeah, you gotta get them to cook for you soon. Well, their father, if he didn't have a microwave, they wouldn't eat. So, um... <laughs> but it does next scarily. Father's Day, you just wake up to a
0: beautifully prepared meal you had no idea they could do.
2: They don't even realize I'm a vegetarian, so they don't... They're just like... <laughs> I don't. Did <laughs> a guy from Man vs. Food block me on Twitter? Wait, why? Yeah, yeah he
3: did that years ago. Oh no,
0: what did you do? And I've did never met him, but I've heard he's a, a cunt <laughs> and I, from more uh, than one person. He did this thing. You punned his food, didn't you? He did this. thing. Oh
2: no, thing. you did something great. This is a great. Yeah, I did story. I'm, 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 pretty great. I'm interested. And I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up. You should bring it up.
3: I'm going to yeah. bring it up. Uh, so Dildo. this thing happened a while ago where he lost a bunch of weight and he was. Posted some Instagram photos. Wait, of who him. is
0: this guy? No, it's not Guy Fee. Adam He's Richman. Adam Richman. Oh, Adam Richman.
2: Yeah. So nice. he posted this. If you're listening, Adam, I've never met you, but I've heard you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
3: was. He was. He took a photo of himself and he lost all the weight. Looks great. Totally. Totally great. Don't backtrack, man. Uh, well. This <laughs> so
5: is He posted he this looks photo. Any <laughs> asshole.
3: He posted this photo and he hashtagged it Thinspiration. Okay. Uh, which I never heard this term before, but some. Someone left a comment, a very polite comment uh-huh. and was like, "Uh, hey, Adam, like you look great, just so you know like thin inspiration is the thing the anorexic community." That's kind of like has like kind of a weird connotation. It's like oh. if you're anore, you know what I mean. Like gotcha. it's kind of like thin inspiration, and maybe like people have unhealthy tendencies towards this, and so. So you would look at like a picture of another anorexic person
0: as your thin inspiration, yeah, something
3: like something that. I'm like not like sure that. exactly, but she was she's basically like gotcha. this is. I'm sure you wouldn't know that. There's no way you would know this, but I'm just letting you know. And she did it nicely. It's totally nice, and okay. he just wrote back, "Dilligaff." stands Stanford? Do I look like I give a fuck? <laughs> oh god! <laughs>
0: <And then, laughs> oh,
3: And then from there, and then from there, it was it's he like told, he, he told some girl like one. she should kill herself. Like, what? Cut! You can look at <laughs> her like, He was just like went he like went so aggressively over the top defensive and was well, uh, hungry, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he apologized. I think one of his shows got canceled, but everyone kind of forgot about it. But one. Once in a while I would go on his Instagram <laughs> and he would be like, hey, a great pasta, blah, blah, blah. And I would retweet it and just write Dillaga. Yeah. <laughs> I would repost his boring tweets and write it. And then one day I tried to do, I would do it like every six months. And then one day I tried
2: to do it, and it was like, this user has blocked you. It's yeah. yeah. a badge of honor, dude. Oh. Yeah.
3: And then I was in LA once at a restaurant and he was the hair. Oh, sure. And I was gonna send over a Diligap note. Ah. And then I was like I don't. I shouldn't do this. And then yes. I was worried he was going to recognize me from Twitter. Like I was like, Oh my god, you that would never happen. Too, too much. I thought too um. much. Too so much. Um. My time. avatar is a painting of a Picasso painting, that not even of me.
4: Yeah. A lot like
3: it Does look yeah. a lot but like me. A lot but yeah, that's like my closest itself. like celebrity chef kind of run in. Huh. Uh. Oh, that's
0: a pretty good one though.
3: Yeah. Thank you.
5: I thought it was lighthearted, but you know still poignant see that's okay this is good though because now you're thinking about bands that like like now i want to be now now i want to be like the born against you know i want to like just be like fuck you and like you know call everybody out and like that would be amazing you know like just yeah you know
0: but then like (laughs) your service at your restaurants would suck Oh. It'd be like, you're lucky to be here. It wouldn't be, like, nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. You know? is, is it Born Against... Is superiority Burger? Is that... That's... Brooks
5: played drums in Born Against in their, like, la- later years. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. I've been
3: meaning to check that place
5: out. Oh, it's amazing. It John Hill, yeah, It's uh-huh. original. Yeah. Really?
3: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. The famous John
5: Hill. The famous yes.
3: John Hill. Yes. So, are you, are you still playing music at all in California? Or... Because I know you're in some bands out here. Oh, um, You know... I've tried I had like two
5: kind of situations there's always like something like yes I'll do like I'd like to play and you know we we're always tossing around and there was like two things that kind of got somewhere and then like last minute like oh let's not do this anymore or this person's going to go do this and that person you know this person's busy so I say yes but it's not like something like I I chase after like right before I left I've been here for a month now actually um but, they, like, I was talking to some friends and, you know, like, oh we are going to get together? And I was like, I'd love to, but I have to go to New York and open two restaurants. But when I come back, if you want to play, that's awesome. But, you know, it's just, I, I really just want to play to, like, because I'm in the kitchen mostly. Like, I'm thinking about food all the time. So it would be really great just to just be like, hey, guys that don't cook all the time, let's just make some noise. And, like, I'm not, like, for me, I don't really care to, like, I don't have to play shows or, like, you know, put out a record. or I just want to, like hang out with some friends and make some noise and like hopefully it's fun, you know. That's right, that's, that's right. all I'm like looking for that mm-hmm. more than like oh let's play a show and let's go on a tour maybe I could talk to this guy, he'll put out a record and you know we you know so and so's playing, we can get on that show. Like I'm not really interested in that. I just want to have, have a few hours a week to go and and then always like there's literally you know mm-hmm. someone always kind of comes through and says, "Hey, let's play." I'm like, "Yes." But yeah. this is my situation. And they're like, "Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. It's Totally great for me." And then it's like
2: you know, it always kind of gets to that point where, and they follow up. That means you bring us food to practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean,
3: would. Do you ever feel like if you're, well, first of all, Scott, do you want to start a band? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Jonah's nice. around. Yeah. I'm around. Schedule. Yes, <laughs> I have a lot of free time. Do uh, yeah. so you ever feel so? You get flown out here because I went to your- the pizza place you opened with uh-huh. Trevor. Is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Double zero. Double zero. Uh, do you ever feel like you come out here? Like, Scott, we hired you to open this restaurant, and then, like, you get out there, and people are asking you questions, and you're like, I don't know. Or do you feel like you have, like... Like, about, like, what kind of questions? Like, I guess, like, that just seems like... You just... I just... That just seems so overwhelming
2: to yeah, me. What, like, what, yeah, idea. I was gonna ask that. What does yeah. it mean to open a restaurant? Yeah,
3: what does it mean? Like, how well, do you... For me,
5: from like, um,
3: like, what's your role, I guess?
5: So, I'm basically the chef for the company. Matthew's a, a you know, a well-known chef, but he's at this point he's the restaurant owner like a restaurant like he's a restaurant tory so he owns like he's the the founder ceo and it's like suge knight yeah yeah exactly he's the suge knight <laughs> thank owner. you for putting in terms <laughs> i
0: can understand sure. we really <laughs> opened this up at the east coast west coast. We started it. it's yeah. always on my mind it's always on my mind
5: so
2: my job is to <laughs> basically
5: make the menus and then you know R and D the recipes, like research and develop the recipes, and then train a staff and then open the restaurant and be in the kitchen to like maintain the standards and then keep in touch, you know, all the time with them and make sure that you know they have the support they need.
0: Do you have who is going to be like the head chef once you leave
5: in place already? That's usually the plan. Like that's you know, yeah. That, that, yeah. So I'm um, currently like we have a we open bar verde which is like the the mexican restaurant that we just opened and i hired a chef and he's there right now and he's you know it's it's friday night it's gonna get busy pretty soon and he's handling it and you know and i just have to you know be the eyes and ears and taste buds to make sure
3: everything the standards are there and then everything's you know just consistent and moving forward you know sure let me put you in a scenario that must happen to you all the time you guys make something you send it out it's fine and then the customer's like this is cooked wrong or something you're like no i'm a chef like it's definitely not cooked wrong well
5: that's you know there's de- <laughs> like you sell computers <laughs> <laughs> there's you know that happens a lot but it's at this point i just it does how how it, it's not even bad like it's like for and i'm there's definitely chefs they're like this is how it is and this is how you're gonna get it and too fucking bad and for me i'm just like you know what if we have so many people that come to us because they have allergies and or they're you yeah. know, sick and right. and, mm-hmm. and I just want them to have, I want, I want our guests to have a great experience and I don't want like, and especially like, since we're like a plant based vegan company and we have a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, that are vegan that come to us. Like, like being a vegan, go to regular, going to restaurants, you hear no all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to come to sure. our restaurant, because this is something that should be really easy for you to eat at, to hear no really sucks. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can do. That's like reasonable to give you what you want, you know, like, <laughs> and not, not, you know, it's not, I'm not going to make a whole new thing for you, but if it's a simple mm-hmm. substitution or, you know, or if you let me, know, like if you're allergic to something, you let me, let us know mm-hmm. 24 hours in advance, we'll have it for you. We can do that. It's like, nice just, to hear. You just got to know like ahead of time. Like I can't, like, you know, right. Someone came in the restaurant and you know, he was like, oh, I'm allergic to nuts and I can't have this and I can't have that. And it's like, you know, when we have a restaurant full with 70 people right now and, like, it's it that kind of screws everything up, I can give you something. But it's not – if you give me a heads up, we can make something really awesome for you, you know. Um, right. But that, that's that's something I like to, you know, to do with our restaurants, you know, just because I, I just don't really like, you know, being a strict vegan, you know, for a part, long time in my life. Like, going to restaurants, going, no, 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 no. And then, you know, going to, like, a vegan restaurant, I'd be like, no, we can't do that. It's like, and
2: you're still a strict vegan.
5: No, 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 no I, 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 you know, I, I try things. Yeah, but I'm mostly, you know, I, that's the food I love the most.
2: I can't, I can't. That's that's been the hardest for me. because I'm a, I'm a newish vegetarian, mm-hmm. like three years. And okay, I haven't been able to. See. Benny just told me recently, he's like, that fake meat is bad for you, and I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? That's all <laughs> I've been eating. <laughs> so, so I got, like, got rid of soy, and now, yeah. like, oh, now what the fuck am I? Yeah, doing yeah. And it's it's. I ordered a vegan pizza at a place out in Jersey. <laughs> And the waiter looked at me and went, "You know that means no cheese." <laughs> and according to my wife, I reacted poorly. <laughs> um, in my head, I thought it was a very nice, honest response. But according to her, it was probably cum in my food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so, so you did get a little dairy. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Speaking
0: though of vegetarian, V, am on like year. I don't know. I'm getting close to like 25 years vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Strict vegetarian. And through that time I've had a lot of like you know ethical and philosophical questions that have gone away and come back mm-hmm. through the course of my my process. And something I always think about is like especially now as just like an older person and a little more pragmatic like what if people like by the droves really started like going vegan and going vegetarian, like all throughout the world. Like, I can never see the end game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I don't know what the plan is if like this actually works. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you foresee ever like a vegetarian world or is it possible or is meat just part of the human experience and we're just deciding not to be
5: part yeah, of it? I don't, I mean, it's just it just seems like it's so far-fetched that it actually could happen. Right. Like, and and I just think everybody has to, you know, from going from like, being a strict vegan like, and then, you know, being a dick about it and, like, to kind of finding some kind of balance and being like, you know, this is how I like to eat. It makes me feel good. It doesn't really make me feel good when I watch other people, like, push this shit on people. So, sure. like, I just want people to find out themselves. And, you know, like, I'm like, people say to me all the time, oh, I'm trying to be vegan and I'm trying to be vegetarian. It's like, that's great. You're, Mm -hmm. you're trying, you're doing so much more than Mm -hmm. so many other, you know, it's like, you know, do what you can do that's best for you. And that's really, you know, and like, you know, some people might think that's like a shitty thing to say, but like, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not here. I never like, I don't think it's like, you know, something that you need to push on people. And I think that all this information is coming out now and and it has been, and you know, people are going to find it, you know, get into it as much as they can, and that's good. And like, that's all I really, you know, that's that's the most I can ask for. I just, but would it be cool? Or would it would be amazing, sure. But like, what are we going to do with all this? You know, right? Like, the fucked in- up land, and you know, weird. You know, uh, you know. I have a dear pigs, friend who's you know? been working in well, the and Department I- of
2: Agriculture for twenty plus years, mm-hmm. and in the past few years, she's like yeah, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. I've got a lot of ethical mm-hmm. things. And she, I remember in college when she was studying animal science, she knew this is where she wanted to go. I was dating the, uh, you know, the equivalent of like riot girl, vegan, whatever, and pushing all this PETA stuff, yeah, yeah. has their own issues. Um, and my friend came over and looked at the flyer and went, no, no, lie, no yeah shit <laughs> yeah okay there's a reason for that one no 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 and i was like oh interesting standpoint on both sides and as she's grown gotten mm-hmm. older and all this it's just so it is i think about what benny's saying is like is there what what gets to the point of like is it is it too far gone you know is a in a corporate structure
5: yeah i mean it's just i mean there's a lot of people in this world to ask to do that you know yeah <laughs> sure you know <laughs> that's
2: true you know um did you read the China study? Did you read that book? Uh uh-uh. uh It's my my grandfather gave it to me because he had a he had a debilitating heart attack and went from being able to you know play golf all every day to not being able to walk mm-hmm. nine feet. And his doctor said, "You just got to change your diet." So he read this book, and it was about how in provinces in China, where you go further out, where people don't have any money and yeah. you can't buy a calf, you know, they would eat they would eat mostly vegetables and. Oddly enough, they were much healthier than people in the they cities. They live and longer. Like yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. They live longer. So my grandfather became a vegan in his in his eighties. Wow! And went from walking nine feet to playing nine holes again. That's yeah. great. And it was, and even his doctor went. Let's throw some fish in here for you. Just your little, you've gone too uh-huh. far into yeah, yeah. it. But it's a, it's a very fascinating book, and it's just mm-hmm. super science. I've all,
5: seen like I've been around like yeah. you know, and
2: I've seen people
5: like one of the first. Like working at Angelica, I worked in like the takeout part, you know, when I first started working there. And there was this older man, his name was Vinny Puma. And he just came in. Perfect and, He, he there was, there was right great there. and he looked and he looked exactly
0: Puma. exactly
5: what you would think he looked like too. And you know, he he was just, Did he call you guy? Hey, hey. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, probably kid. I think he called me kid actually. Um but he would come and just get juice every day. And I was like, Vinny, just get something else. Come on, we got all this good food and he and he like literally like laid it on me. He was like, I had cancer I went on this juice thing. This was like 1995. This yeah, was like yeah. a long time ago. And I was like, and I cured myself by drinking all this juice. I cured myself of cancer, and I have no cancer anymore. And it was just like, huh, what? And like that kind of like blew my mind. And then all the, like, and then you'd have all these other people that were coming in there because they were, you know, had all these health issues that were like healing themselves. And you know, you think about it. You know, you make your the make digestion easy. Your body can like kind of like get to the other things that are you know can help the other things that are bad like if you're like traditions really hard on your body so if you're like eating all this like processed food it needs to put a lot of energy in that and doesn't get the chances to like you know maybe you know whatever whatever you know your heart you know your arteries or whatever I don't even you know it doesn't it keeps away that energy to like to help heal that mm-hmm. so that you know seeing that and having it that like kind of simple it was like oh alright wow and then you know you just see all these people like that eat healthy like like matthew Kenny is a you know he's in his 50s and you everyone like like you're what you're that how old are you you look like you're 38 you know and he does he's but he eats like super clean super look at healthy tom brady yeah exactly yeah yeah you know scott
3: was like he? 85 years old yeah. <laughs> i heard what you were actually like five foot one before you started going yeah vegan. yeah
5: i was four yeah. <laughs> eleven
3: wow and yeah. you sprouted oh, yeah. yeah oh nice <laughs> yeah. damn, <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn. <laughs> you're like, you yeah. did one is
3: Holy it, shit. You're on it you're on uh, hey, i mean this I mean, I mean, <laughs> in such a, a positive of way you have the most california vibe to you now i feel like it's <laughs> oh, so calming california i like it i mean Uh-oh. is it like is it at all like and i feel like all my questions are so negative <laughs> is it all like a bummer being back here in the sense like it's like Angelica being closed and pure and all that stuff. Or no, you know, kind of I love it here,
5: and it's just my home. You know, my yeah. family's here, and like all, like lots of my friends are here. Um, can I complain about it being fucking cold? Yes. Yeah. I can. You know, like you know like, you're from here. You shouldn't be. It's like, yeah, it's fucking cold. It's thirty degrees. You know, I'm cold. Um, but um, no, I, it's not a bummer. I love coming here. I'm I've definitely been here for a month and I'm starting to get a little like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm sleeping above, you know, a heavy metal bar which is really loud and, you know, it's like, every night I'm like, oh, again, these fucking, can you hear it, can you hear it? Everything. You can hear everything up there? I can hear the band sound checking, I can hear like, you know, I can, people like, and it's also kind of fun at the same time and I've been begging Justin and Elena to like, do this like heavy metal sidewalk like they just should videotape or record them because there's so much nonsense that these people talk about that's even better than oh i'm you know, sure heavy metal parking lot you yeah know? i get like smoothie With- recipes and you know like the weirdest. like I'm like oh why am i recording this this is so dumb heavy metal parking <laughs> lot
2: i know people who were at that show uh-huh. <laughs> and ah oh, god i remember the first time seeing it i was like holy shit this is every dildo i knew in high school. <laughs> Wearing a, a swan song t-shirt. <laughs> so, God, I love that movie. It's so good.
0: You got a thing against Zeppelin? Hmm?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. What, like <laughs>
0: no. was that shit? I don't.
2: <laughs> I like Bonham, but I don't like Zeppelin. Someone brought oh. up And tonight. by Bonham, I mean the band Bonham. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Someone was talking shit on
0: the doors today. Oh, I don't like the doors. I can and do that you if you'd like. I don't like course. the doors No one likes the fucking doors. <laughs> this is part of my, this is part of my, my reasoning that bothers me. I really feel like if the Doors were from England, everyone would fucking love the Doors. Uh, And the same attitude they carried over here doesn't work. And if fucking Led Zeppelin was from California singing about Valhalla and your (laughs) Underlord and fucking Lord of the Rings and shit, it would have been like the corniest, like, whatever. That's a really good point, because everyone loves, like, the faces. Yeah. Why? It's ridiculous, but because it was like smart and british like they got away with it and because the doors were kind of like we're dumb and american they can't get away with it i don't yeah,
2: like but this but they also
4: suck though no they, yeah.
2: how <laughs> does that band suck come on the doors
4: there's the a bass G- player <laughs> they were not good musicians oh my
2: god, <laughs> oh <my> god, <laughs> god Densmore's is, Densmore, is a good drummer
3: they had some cool the organ parts great That's organs cool great yeah. drums sick organ and the two yeah. records after he
0: died were really good i'm just saying I think there's something going on here.
5: <laughs> um, the,
0: wait, the, 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 my argument holds no water. All four you know, people I think in the room. No, I, I'm agreeing
5: okay. with you. Johnny, uh, I got you. Have, Scott, you I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> have you ever read? Please kill me. I'm indifferent. Have you ever read? Please kill
4: me.
3: No, S- Scott. <laughs> just what?
4: read the first chapter. Please kill me. All right. What's the I classic
3: will. rock band that all your friends like that you just can't get into? Hmm. I'm gonna go for me. I feel like CCR. I just never. Could really get into. Okay,
0: that's yeah, kind of rednecky.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. Wait,
0: am I allowed to say that? Is that a bad word? No,
5: well, no, I oh. don't think so.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> I didn't you're, know. you're sitting in front you know, of one, you're fine.
5: I'm trying to. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I don't like a lot of bands that my friends like. Um, but I used to hate Led Zeppelin. Really, in high school, I hated them. And oh, so did I. It was like, it was like so much hate. I could not. All feel... the jocks
2: like Zeppelin. Yeah, so yeah. I associated that with <clears throat> and Pink Floyd with like jockey yeah they, they yeah. got me into minor threat which worked out great yeah yeah, yeah. so you guys exactly. i think
0: are just from a bit of a different time like <laughs> like led zeppelin was nostalgic by the time i right. got to high school but like, when <laughs> they were
5: i mean they were nostalgic for sure yeah, yeah. but it just was not like i was the same way all i cared about was skateboarding and the bad mm-hmm. brains and and yeah. my threat that and like anything that sounded you know like that easy listening, you know, you know, I was not interested in. Maybe if only maybe if it was reggae because you know that was like some other like what was different, like, yeah, a different like, thing. All these rastas years. just seemed the uber punk. You know, there was so much more punk than anybody. You know, to me, so I loved. That's why I loved reggae. But yeah, I just like, but literally, I think you know, I like found Led Zeppelin on tour with Texas. So, like we were just, I think one of us, it might have been me, like. Like that, we were stayed at someone's house, and there was like a Led Zeppelin tape. I'm like, I'm taking that, and we like, and like all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, this is amazing, you know? Like, and then you know, we're sound checking, you know, to like riffs and stuff, you know? Like it was like such a weird thing, but like, well, then you would sound check to the bands
3: they stole them from, yeah, yeah exactly. When we had Daily on, I felt like half our podcast was just talking about the Grateful Dead. Sure was,
5: yeah. He's yeah. that's he's like he grew up with them. Him and his, his brother was super into it, and he's right. like, he's into it. He's on yeah. it, you know. But I like that was another thing. Like I, like in high school, I had friends that loved the Grateful Dead. I've been to like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to the, and so I went to the, you know, NASA Coliseum, hung out in the parking lot, watch everyone run around like fucking maniacs and, you know you know sucking you know helium or whatever it is the yeah what kind of balloons. drugs were yeah, going you know,
0: on in you know. the parking lot of nassau coliseum for grateful dead in the 80s there was I like you no know,
5: it was like you know lots of acid mescaline still any quaaludes still but i was like then? totally straight edge so like i didn't do any of that you know i just I was hanging out you know yeah. <laughs> i was just hanging out like watching like, yeah we we'd crazy... hung out in high school scott yeah. had, quaaludes? <laughs> yeah. had quaaludes gone away by then <laughs> I have never seen a Quillage.
0: My great aunt works for that factory. I would
2: do Quillage. <laughs> this do comes it up so <laughs> often. <laughs> is immediately, is I would
0: do it. Is there is it? it? Someone's got...
2: A few a in a seat. I never thought about that. What exactly is I'd a quaalude? It's a what? super downer. My, yeah, my yeah, great aunt worked for the company that made quaaludes and would proudly tell people that in her retirement. <laughs> I think I
0: Valiums came as an offshoot of it, mm-hmm. but I right? thought, but quaaludes don't put
4: you to sleep though. Like, no, it's the, a downer. Just it's a, but they make you loopy it's and like drunk, like right? Like three kind of Valiums
0: yeah. and a Mountain Dew.
4: Okay. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. it up. It's <laughs> a Good name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, That's an album. Do kids yeah, it's an album for it's sure. do Kids
3: Do still or is that Yes. yeah do. Sure. do Whippets, yeah. yeah. Sure. I wasn't sure if like that was not like that was like Quello there was a thing well, people didn't.
5: I think Daly sent me a photo like we, me and Daly and we have a like a text thread of bunch of stupid shit and he's like look at these people they're way too old to be doing this and they're totally we're holding that's who's yeah, doing that. holding balloons. Dude, yeah. i, I <laughs> mean was...
0: someone stopped making quaaludes someone did not stop making whipped cream <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
3: <guess. laughs> like, but that's... i was like i was i wonder if just kids do like pills now or something like they have are they like download drugs
2: i, I do the know. old classics no they drink like... purel they drink purel yeah. yeah go look up youtube videos yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. To, about kids someone showing gets, how yeah. to drink purel uh, yeah I, that well, must give you the shits. which was invented by thomas edison's brother it just took like a long time to. For uh, people Purell. Isn't that like drinking it?
4: Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't
3: know. About he invented. He, he put the Purell thing in it together. like drinking right. Robitussin or something? It just like. No,
0: no. Cause no, no then it's I, just because there's a try trace it. amount of alcohol <laughs> in it. People used to do the same shit with like breath spray and mouthwash just because there was a trace amount of alcohol in it. They thought if they fucked with it enough, mm-hmm. they get wasted. Is it. Oh, alcohol? we'd do that in college. If you
2: didn't have enough money for beer, you'd pay four bucks to get. Uh, Robitussin. You've robo trips. Steve? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> really? I, I've, yeah. I've also wow.
3: taken a few, a, a few trips down the robo-trip. <laughs> yeah. <and> Can
0: anyone <laughs> tell me a highlight?
4: <laughs> Robitussin's <laughs> saw oh, yeah. here?
3: I saw the Ramones while robo trip yes! <laughs> I can't top it. <laughs> yeah, oh, so appropriate. Appropriate. Wow. And beautiful. this was how fucked up <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, uh... I, I had this guy that, uh... Man, I know my parents listen to this. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had this guy. You're uh, old enough. In in you in just got to come clean, yo.
4: <laughs> Tell the story, and if it's too awful, I'll It'll save it. It'll feel good. Bonus. Just wash <laughs> away. Oh, yeah. It'll wash away
3: once you tell it. I, 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 this is a safe place, Jonah. I knew this guy <laughs> who was older who initiated me into the ways of robo-tripping, and I went with him to this Ramon show because I wasn't old enough to drive. Okay. And we stopped on the way i mean and the fact that this guy would tell like two 15 year old kids how to do this is so incredible to me and terrible but also it's a good story uh but we went i remember we went to uh, revco which was a a drugstore in ohio at the times defunct and he was like you have to get this certain kind of robitussin with a certain color label like it was very specific he's like you have to drink half the bottle then wait a half hour then drink the second half okay and so we did it i remember we did it and then we got to the venue we drank the second half and drinking it drinking a full bottle of robitussin is a terrible experience it's so thick it's so sweet it's so syrupy yeah. but it's on par with like some of like my strongest psychedelic experiences Whoa. it <laughs> puts you in an insane state of mind oh my God. and i watched the show the ramones played uh nautica in cleveland um they did the first warp tour it was outdoor and i was so fucked up that after the show ended i was watching just people leave and then i realized that i was the only person there <laughs> <laughs> and i was standing and no one knew where i was this was before cell phones and i was just standing by myself <laughs> in this empty venue literally just like mesmerized by like just like what was happening around me well,
0: at least you were beautiful. riding it
3: yeah you know uh and then, go south on dude, I have another Robotest experience that's even more messed up. <laughs> that me. that I'm, I can tell because it was so long ago. I was did it. I only did it two or three times. The last time I did it. I did went, you dupe your parents to do this one? No. Dude, I did it. This is really bad. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Sorry, I need to take over this <laughs> Sorry, podcast, okay. this, no, is, this is important. I, I did it with my friend. And, Jonah has to come clean. And, it's uh, vegan, right? We went... I think so. We went, <laughs> I was probably. I was 15 again. I did it like two or three times. Again. I was 15 I was still, I was still in my. Again. I was still 15. And uh, my friend was having... Someone I thought was my friend Ugh. was having a house party because his parents were out of town. Oh, man. And, uh, I went to the house party with my friend and he had a babysitter. He had, like, a cool babysitter who was like, you can have a party and I can tell your parents. And I went and, uh, and we were robo-tripping we showed up and the babysitter was like, yeah, it's like, actually, guys, sorry, it's full. And we're like, no, it's cool, we're friends with this guy. And he's like, no, like, you guys can't come. And basically, we got like, denied this party. And Ooh. we were robo-tripping and it was like, super weird vibes and we went back to my house and called the cops on them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and... <laughs> and <laughs> So west coast <laughs> Dude, the, cop,
3: the cops came and like all these kids in my grade got busted and grounded Hell, and no one knew who did it and I oh, remember being now. Yeah. and people would be like did you hear about this I was like no what happened and it was in yeah and all these people got in trouble And uh, did you
0: just tell this to make up to Mr.
3: and Mrs. Bayer
0: on the podcast you're like listen wow I did the right thing yes, in the I end yes I did it yeah. a couple yeah. times <laughs> so I
3: did it in Southern Moans and then I did it and called call, the cops on a house party that I didn't get into. Oh, dirty. Well, that yeah. beats my
2: go-karting story. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Steven. That's yeah. Right. I mean,
3: right. I felt weird about airing this publicly, but it was literally like over 20 years ago. You can't be mad about that. There's a statute of limitations I'm being no, mad about. Totally no, against... I'm
0: mad at you now.
3: <laughs> 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 and you were not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What>?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on now.
5: Who's pissed? I am on your side. Yeah. You're I
3: was pissed. pissed. I was... Go to the Revco's, <laughs> buy
0: some eggs, <laughs> and do some work. What do you
3: call
4: the police? Yeah. Oh, come on.
3: <laughs> I, my feeli- West Coast. My feelings were hurt. I was a sensitive. Yeah, adolescent. you could have toilet papered the house. Yeah. I know. So many better ways. So way. many yeah. options. Yeah, I don't know. The cops were the more fun. Yeah, that was true sure. You
2: didn't even light anything
3: on fire. So have that. you guys ever called the cops on <laughs> a party before? I did by accident. Yeah. The One
0: I was at. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You might know the guy Chris
3: oh, Ross. You
0: remember Chris uh, yeah, Ross? Yeah. 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 It was at a party at Chris Ross's house on New Year's. I tried to use his phone, and this is the the days of landlines. And I pressed a speed dial button by nine one one, and I called nine one one. And I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, "Oh my god, I didn't mean to call you guys. I'm so sorry. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't have called you." And they're like, "Yeah, but we have to send someone there." And I'm like, no, you don't, please, like, we're fine, there's nothing, don't waste the taxpayers' money. And they're like, nah, it's like protocol, we got got to. So I literally had to hang up the phone, go to my friend Chris, the host of this party, be like, hey, uh... The cops are about to come. I called them. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was able to negotiate at the door, and they never they never came in. It panned out okay.
3: I have some friends in a band who were supposed to play a house show. I don't want to give any names, and didn't want to play the house show. Okay.
2: and they called the cops so that, so that they
3: wouldn't have to play.
2: No names are important. Is now. this a band? Still but did they exist? expect their
3: guarantee? Their house now? I don't know. That's a good question. Wait, that's, a good question. that's when it gets fucked up. Give
5: me, give
0: me three questions i'll tell you after uh, i'll tell you after does the band still exist uh oh shit, it was texas it. is the
1: reason it was Sorry. texas <laughs> is the reason all
0: right you don't want to say I don't want. To say jonah it, looks so after. reticent right yeah, now. i feel not, like i've
3: already divulged too much during this podcast no, i just feel so beautiful. comfortable next to scott's like glowing <laughs> west coast i know like gleaming shining through rock, raw foodistry
2: so,
0: i was wondering if those insane chefs I see in movies are real, um, like, like the ones who are just like in the back of the kitchen, just hollering and throwing plates and like being that like, insane, but they're so good that they're allowed it's to be this kind of that culture
5: is kind of getting pushed out. Okay. It's definitely still exists, but it's not, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not you know, sustainable or fun to be in. It's like, it's just like, you know, it's like everyone always talks about, you know, the restaurant industry. is like, oh, giving the guests the best experience. It's like, we have to like, you know, as a chef for me, the, my big thing is like changing that <clears throat> culture where we're not expecting everyone to like, you know, like these restaurant like they, they want everyone just to give up their life. And like, you know, and I work a lot and I'm totally, you know, sure. guilty of being one of those people. But that whole, it's, you know, they're definitely out there. I think... It, those chefs are like not really the ones people are trying to work for anymore, because it's not really. There's a lot of other chefs and a lot of other restaurants are that are you know changing that culture, right. um, because it's it's a little bit tiring and it's I always exhausting. wonder
2: how that works. It's like I always think of the chef as the first to arrive, the last to leave, and I just think restaurants seem just to be. Great to go to and experience and love, but to work in them, I, it just seems so daunting to me.
5: Yeah. You know, and it is for some people and I mean, I love it. I love that energy. I, there are days that I'm the first one to go, the last one to leave, but only if I have to, and I won't like, you know, and there's a lot of chefs out there that feel like, you know, Grant Ackett's from Alinea in Chicago, like, you know, three Michelin star restaurant. He's like, he keeps on saying like in interviews, like he feels so guilty not being at his restaurant and it's like you know leaving for you know early or like not coming in for the date or going or spending time at another restaurant it's like for me i just can't especially like i mean at that level like you have three Michelin stars and everything's supposed to be like super perfect super spot on everything like you know right exact yes that's like you know i can see having that you know that burden where you're like oh we have to do this like amazing every time or we're going to lose all these accolades da 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 but for you know us like we're just we're just vegetarian restaurants and like you know and like we're like you know like not to put it down but like we're not when someone like I'm not saying that I'm this is something I'm after at all I actually don't really care that much but if like the day that one of our restaurants has you know Michelin stars and people like really care about that perfectionness and that like you know then there might be a different little bit different but you'll serve
2: <laughs> meat. we understand <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs>
5: um, it's just it's you know it's just different you know it's just a different culture and just trying to like you know, change that because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a restaurant in in Norway that they're open four days a week and they all work eight hours a day, you know, yeah. and like they're, they're like trying to change and, and it's difficult too.
2: Norwegians.
5: How do you? They're just always ahead. Yeah, just but ahead. they'll probably get like, you know. Funded by the government. Oh or yeah, or of course. My club
2: needs money. Yeah, it's like no, we, no, now we're countries. a band. I have, but a, we hate <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Piss me off. Is that your Norwegian accent? <laughs> <laughs> it was spot on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you, I thought you were speaking. Maybe the MAGA thing is going to bring back those dickhead chefs. Maybe it's going to be like the new thing again. Yeah. Like, hey, we're uh-huh. we're cock and balls chefs again. You know, like that thing.
5: I don't know. I think. I think. I think. You know, with the way, it's just, I mean, everything's, I mean, so many people, like, there's, like, chefs, like, this whole, you know, sexual harassment stuff is, like, right. it's, like, you know, it's, it's just, like, there's, like, no room for any of that shit anymore.
4: Yeah. You know. Sure it's,
5: is it's and, and it's and it's good, because, you know, it, I, I for me, I want people to come to work and be excited. Like, I hate, like, going to work and, like, you know, so the, you know, the chef would, like, you know, that it's, isn't a bad mood, and you're just, like. Like it, there's nothing worse than being like uncomfortable in like a kitchen True. that like mm-hmm. I'm I'm supposed to, it's supposed to be my kitchen or like you know food when you, that, know you know someone or, else's
0: bad day is gonna make you have yeah and it's day. like I don't want to be uncomfortable yeah, here
5: and like you know and like sure. and and, and it's, it's also gives me like you know there's definitely times where you know I'll get overwhelmed and I'll be like what the fuck you know and I'll like, I'll blow up and it's like oh well that was stupid and like you know as it's happening I was like oh well there's I'm letting I'm letting like the stupid thing get get in my way and then you know at the end of it like all right. Like as soon as I'm, I'm sorry, you know, like,
2: yeah, well, you're a person. You're you allowed. Yeah. Anybody but also is. like,
5: I also have worked with chefs who pick that time, the perfect time. And you're like, oh, okay, this works. But like, I've also worked with, you know, been there with everyone. Jonah, why are you doing that? Why is this here? Why is that there? You know, Why? You're 10 minutes late. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, and it's like, clean up this. And it's like, it's not, it's not fun. And like, you're just like, you're walking on eggshells and you're like scared and like, you're not going to put out good food. You're right. not going to make good food because you're so scared. You don't even know what, what the next thing that's that you did that's fucked up. You Have know? you done a book? Uh, I've done two cookbooks with mm-hmm. Matthew. We just had a new one come out. It actually just came out on the 14th. Mm-hmm. It's called okay. Plant Lab. Right on. Yeah. What's the other one? Uh, Plant Food. Plant Food. Okay.
2: Yeah, that came out <clears throat>
5: three years ago, 2013, four years ago.
2: Somebody gave me a book years ago that I haven't opened because I don't cook, but it's called Veg. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I was so like, f- From the restaurant in Philly? Sure.
5: Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
2: There's... I should open it. Makes sense. Don't even throw it out. Okay. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Makes sense why or, you like or eat it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was yes. like, veg.
3: <laughs> veg is good. Yeah. Makes sense why you like Zeppelin so much because
2: Robert Plant. <laughs> oh, yeah. there oh you there you put go. that together. Oh, there it is. And and I think you just slap the button on. This how one.
0: much of um, <laughs> how much of like you know through the years, you you must have had to to learn about like. The nutrition of each item like mm-hmm. like how much does that come into play for you when you're putting dishes together like if something tastes great but it's a bunch of plants that don't happen to have a lot of like deep like do you yeah, actually yeah. like feel the need to to make sure like something protein rich or iron rich is like in a in a meal i think it kind of happens naturally right. and also
5: you know it's there's so much protein it's like all these vitamins and protein it's in we're eating too much of that. Like I, like, I don't think anyone's ever really, you know, going to be like, oh, yeah. like the whole the protein myth too. You it's know, a little yeah. overblown, you know, yeah. it's like if you eat a balanced, you know, you'll be you're fine, right? Um, I do like to, you know, you know, pair things together. Like, I always like to put like something like pickled or acidic with, you know, and then something creamy and like rich, and you know, then something crunchy. Like, so I, I do kind of like, you know, I play on that with like textures and flavors. Mm-hmm. But that usually just kind of happens naturally with, like, you know, you know, with the nutrition thing. But I did spend a long time, like, you know, because I was really, like, going back to, like, Vinnie Puma, like, right. being, like, amazed that, like, wow, this juice can, like, heal people. Or So, like, sure. I, I definitely always, you know, you know, paid attention to that. But I, like, also, like... I love carrots, and, like, carrots are, like, this like, you know, polarizing vegetable. Like, why do you eat so much carrots? I was like, I-, I just like them. I think they're sweet. They're-, they're delicious. Like, you can do so many different things with them, but, like, their chefs are just, like, they're fucking carrots. Like, they're you know?
2: polarizing because people like me were told to eat them, mm-hmm. and then the only thing that cured my vision was laser beams. So, <laughs> fuck carrots. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to eat them out of a can, and they were weird and soft, Wait, why you know? is,
0: Why are they po- – are, are, are they looked at as, like – Trashy commoner vegetables?
5: Yeah, I just think it's like it's like a regular vegetable, you know. (laughs) That uh, just flowed off the tongue for you. I can't
0: believe there's such bougie, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) bougie vegetable stuff. These aren't heirlooms. So what are like what are like commoner vegetables like potatoes?
5: Yeah, but I I don't think people would ever like snub a potato though, like because I think potatoes, you know, is a carrot the most snubbed? A broccoli is broccoli snubbed. Yeah. Peas? No. No. I think ca- for some reason carrots, but I also think it's because I like to use carrots so uh, much. So you hear about? Yeah. So it's like, oh, carrots again. You put carrots. You
3: try to put carrots in every dish. <laughs> what-, <laughs> what do you think is like the coolest vegetable right now? The coolest, vegetable? Yeah. like the trendiest. Yeah, vegetable. yeah. What's the most like chic? Oh, I don't vegetable. even know. Um, is it like ramps or something? What are oh, the ramps are in, the, in the spring?
5: Yeah, and, and to be honestly, like I, I, they're kind of boring to me. Like it's like it's not worth all the hype. Yeah, like I I've been like, oh my god, ramps cool. They were awesome. And like you know, when you're working in restaurants, you bring them in and people get excited, and, and you get to see the excited the guests' excitement. But for me, I'm just like, ah, they're just kind of like smelly fancy scallions. You know, it's like yeah. you know. But, but hmm, I don't. know, I mean, I'm just. I mean. It's just so great to have, you know, the Santa Monica Farmers Market. Because everything's always available. You know? Yeah, um,
0: we really need to know what the hippest vegetable is.
5: The hippest vegetable? I don't even know. I can't. Like purple
3: cauliflower? Purple
5: or uh, Romanesco? Like the green? Like the con- conical looks like almost like an alien egg. Okay. okay, that could be like that. Could be up there. That's a cool one. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen that, that sounds one. cool. Where do, you,
0: where do you fall in the line of like? uh I'm just going to say, eat that in a conversation. <laughs> <Romanesco>. <laughs> like, yeah, the Romanesco here is. Oh, got, I got to Brad, the it's truffle killer. farmer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, where do, where do you fall? Is you know, buying stuff that, you know, everything is now in season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do you do you are your restaurants aware of that? Like, do you have things that are like you'll you'll stay away from things that are legitimately. Available, but not in season where you live. In Venice, yes.
5: You know, at the pizza place and and the Mexican restaurant, it's a little bit tricky because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, tomato. We need tomatoes. So, you know, know, tomatoes.
2: I was unaware tomatoes were a seasonal item, so thank you. Yeah, they're
5: like, you know, summer, like late spring, summer. Um, But yeah, so... I mean, in a perfect world, yes, Mm -hmm. like I would love to only have what's growing and what's available. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're, you know, a business and we have to have certain, you know, menu amount of menu items to like to make the money work to get, you Mm -hmm. know, to get the guests to spend enough money to hit the numbers, you know, which is like something that a lot of people don't really realize. Like, you know, when they're eating at a restaurant, it's like, why is this 20 bucks? It's like, well, that's that Romanesco cost $4 a head, you know? There's quite a small. To, there's we quite had a, to drive to get it. Yeah, yeah. And there's they had quite to drive a small
0: market in the restaurant business, right? If I'm not mistaken, like yeah, that's one and, and that's especially reasons. when you're using
5: high high ingredient high in end ingredients sure. too, like in you know farmers market, like you know like yes, and in, in like buying direct is cheaper, but still like it's still
3: expensive, and it's still like you know getting those you know awesome ingredients. I've
2: seen Reddit too. I feel like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean ha- having just opened a Mexican restaurant in New York you know, a lot of people on the West Coast, everyone just shits on Mexican food on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know. Uh, do you think it's possible to have good Mexican I mean, obviously, you're, is it possible to have good Mexican food on the East Coast?
5: You know, it's funny because East Coast Mexican food is what are the flavor Like, that's what I right. like. It's like a different know? food, <laughs> right? So, Dude, I almost, like Mighty
3: Taco. I like it all.
5: Yeah, yeah. Mighty Taco's great. I mean, I, and like when Texas was a band, when we got to, the first place we wanted to go was Del Taco.
3: Oh, right. you know, that love, was I like yeah, you know, that was our so
5: like good. that was you know I was like fuck Taco Bell, we're going to Delta right. The first like, time I went green to California, burrito wet yeah, <laughs> and I
0: saw I saw corn in a burrito. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is
5: this?
0: West coasters,
5: yeah, it's different. I mean, and also <laughs> our restaurant's a little like like it's I don't know, it's a little it's it's definitely different than it's yeah. not trying to be like a you know a traditional like taco shop. You know, we definitely do not. It's not upscale or fancy it's just like you know there's carrot tacos you know, there's, of, course. <laughs> of course of right? course um, I've heard yeah. the
3: carrot salsa is fantastic, right? uh, yeah
5: exactly everything it's it's a really a carrot taco restaurant <laughs> uh, sure you know, so
3: um this and we're is why doing michelin's great. not yeah. calling yeah. too many carrots <laughs> when you go out to eat though can you just have a meal and enjoy it or are you sort of like i would have seasoned this differently or, i oh, I, yeah. I
5: never like i i always bite my tongue as much as like i can I, yeah. I, I i don't want to be that person and i it's i'm just usually happy that i'm sitting down and someone else is cooking and like and usually i chose that place to go so i kind of want to be there for whatever experience like i definitely like have gone to a restaurant with some friends and like kind of like trudged through it like wow this really fucking sucks i can't believe i wanted to come here and this is right. like this and but i'm gonna eat and i'm gonna be fine and like the next day, it's kind of funny. It was like, did everyone like that food? I'm like, oh, I'm glad. So I was like, no, but like, I'm glad. And, but it's also nice not to do it mm-hmm. while it's happening. Right, like, you right, know, it's like, sure. Can you, you know. break down something?
2: Like, yeah. Like, like, we- like when you taste something, like break down the recipe, the ingredients. And yeah. That yeah. always yes. fascinates me. That's that what yeah. I was going to ask.
0: You're in a unique position to answer this question because in some ways, like being a musician's ruined music mm-hmm. for me. Totally. Because I can never listen to the... Overall, uh-huh. sonic thing that someone else envisioned. I'm like listening to all the pieces, yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm, you're a musician, so you understand that. Does it go the same way when you start checking out a new meal, like something you're not familiar with? Like, yeah, you know, it's.
5: I, I mean, I definitely, you know, when I'm having something new for the first time, or trying like a chef who I've, you know, been following, or I, you know, I respect from afar, and then finally get to eat there. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's my like, oh, how are they doing this, and what's the oh. They just use a ton of black pepper in this. That's an awesome idea. Like you know, or like, there's definitely things like that. I don't try to go. What's this recipe? Or how how do I make this? Uh, but I yeah. but I'll use yeah. it. So the same. I'll way use those hear, flavors like a, uh, yeah. for for my for to influence me for sure. And even I can usually like even like look at stuff. I'm like, oh, he's doing that. That's cool. Or she's doing that. Right. They're doing right. That, you
3: know. I'd be so much snobbier about it if I were you. Yeah.
5: I mean, okay. I think probably. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure that you know <laughs> some some of my friends say that I am, but like yeah, I yeah. just, but I literally, I try not to. Like,
3: I, yeah. You know, and, I think and,
0: you should wear an ascot every time you. <laughs> I, try. I, God, God, I, I do, mean, do. I'd love to wear. An yeah, ass I do with you music sometimes,
3: so like uh-huh. as a joke. Like someone's like, "Oh, I love this band." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, I don't really like them." Oh, like, no, I think they're really good. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just a professional music critic." You would probably know better than me. And it's like. <laughs> and people oh, are like, i want to be in a room with that house. and then i'm oh like God. no 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 That'd i'm just awesome. kidding well oh. I, I actually it's funny you said that because
5: we were we were having like this we were doing this consulting thing with with this group and they took us to what eat at this, at this restaurant and and i would love i like i was really enjoying this restaurant and i was like i'm really happy to eat there and it was like this it was like super good and and they were just trashing everything and i was like you know what I'm pretty sure I'm the only one here that has a so-called trained palate. There it is. And, like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, trained you know? palate was yeah. in quotes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Know? yeah i in that. Trained palate. And so I was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, like, the only one here. And they, and they were like, oh. I was like, stop. like <laughs> and they're the, all I'm whispering under the their carrots. breath. Yeah, I dropped the carrot. Yeah. 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 Trained palate. So. I like that. You know? What's Train your favorite, palate. like
0: um like, bullshit food? Like, like once <laughs> a year, I'll have a box of Velveeta shells and cheese just because I think they're awesome. You I know, like what's your favorite, like just bullshit food?
5: I love like the shitty Chinese restaurant. Ah. That's my, when I come to New York. That's like I, what I really want. Just like, you know,
0: noodles, go, rice. What do you go for? Usually like
5: broccoli and tofu, with brown nice. rice and scallion pancakes. Sure. If nice. I can get that, Perfect. I'll order that and, and I'm psyched. That sounds and good sometimes it's fucking awful but i love i'll just eat it and i will love it and yeah. sometimes it's it's like the best and it's perfect like that's the one thing about like chinese restaurants i like you can go to the the same one for They're never consistent.
0: No, yeah, that's true. You know, it's like... That is true. Last time, you know... You never
5: know. know, And, like, how could it be? They have, like, these huge menus. Like, I love to be, you know, can I work here for a day for free just to kind of see what you guys do? Like, I'd probably be really scared and probably never want to eat there again, but... Yeah, what the fuck (laughs) happens back there? But I I love, like, the whole, like, the counter and you see everything and it's all just no matter where you are, it's a mess. Mayhem back there though,
0: probably. (laughs) And there's just like
5: buckets of stuff. I always wonder too,
0: I'm like, wait, why is it already done?
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i swear i barely paid you yet yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't be done you
5: guys want to or then when you order pickup and they're not done you're like wait whoa, i whoa. called 20 minutes ago what how is this how am i waiting for this? Something? yeah so that's like that's my like that's a good one <laughs> that's, yeah, a, that's, that's good. i love that well, and when
0: I, you grew up in long island yeah so yeah you and, probably and had growing up strip mall chinese
5: and, yeah that's yeah. what my parents are more foodies like you know they like to eat but you know that was like our going. Oh, do you, We're going out to eat. What do you want? And <laughs> we're going to go pick up Chinese food. We weren't, we weren't even going out. They were
0: really,
2: like, we're going to Panda. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs>
0: your place? Mine was the House of Wong.
2: It was Great Wall. Great Wall. I'm sure, kind of like five million. Great yeah. Walls. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese one. Yeah, the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> great Wall of China. Um, where, where are you in the Where are you in the dessert world? Like, like especially like the vegan thing. That's what part of for me in my process can't get it over is that I eat. A lot of candy, uh-huh. good and garbage. Uh-huh. And thanks to Halloween, mostly garbage with my children. Yeah, yeah. I'm like hundred grand bar. I didn't know this still existed. <laughs> I'm eating all of them. I I love to eat desserts and sweets. Like I definitely have a sweet tooth. Is that I, part of your your uh, jo- mo and and I you know the restaurants? I'm usually lucky to have a, a, a more
5: talented pastry person than me. It's very different, right? Like, but, yeah. I, but I, you know,
2: yeah.
5: like I'll, I do, I, I have, you know, I made a cake the other day, a, you know, Bar Verde. I was like, I'm going to make a chocolate cake for a special. Let's try this. I have an idea. And I, I, you know, I had a, you know, a recipe that we did and I tweaked it a little bit to make it, you know, more, just, you know, for, you know, the Mexican restaurant. But I like doing it. How was it? Oh, it came out great. Yeah. Like, and, and I always go, don't tell anyone I can do this. Because yeah. then I'm going to have to do
2: it all the time. I was gonna you know? say that, that's a different world. Yeah. Baking versus cooking, that's a thing. Oh, for sure. Thing. You
5: definitely have to, you know, like the ingredients have to be right. You can't just go, oh, just a little of that. Because I
2: know? will try and bake something and it will ruin the kitchen and the smoke <laughs> alarm. <laughs> yeah. And Steve then and I have a
0: solution for you. Mm. For your snacking.
2: What? It works for me. Okay. I
0: allow myself one honey roasted peanut butter. It sits in my fridge, and at night when I get like the fat boy craving for if it was in my fridge anything that would be in there, I take a hearty spoonful of peanut butter and then I'm good.
2: I see you just don't know what you're dealing with with me.
1: <laughs> oh, it's this is another level. This is this is different. I've been this trained is a different to do realm. this though.
0: Remember, I was a I was once 240 pounds. I know sweets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See, for yeah. me it's that that trader does the dark chocolate almonds oh yeah instead of buying the vat of it i'll pay more money to get the little dollar package and they're like yeah but you could just get the vat instead of this handful i'm like no they're smaller packaging so i can eat them daily yeah yeah and everything mm-hmm. is the same great. amount <laughs> but i always wonder with you know with the vegan world mm-hmm. and you know what dairy goes into it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing does that because i find yeah milk chocolate yeah, yeah tastes better
5: no, um, there's I like both. There's sub. So, there's so much you can yeah. do now, and, and you know, <laughs> with, and, without dairy, and the, you know, there's like so many. There, it, it, there's a lot of you
2: know. Just, I'm familiar with the Ben and Jerry's almond butter so ice cream. So people know
0: Jonah's just housing a pint of ice cream right now.
2: <laughs>
3: Dude, I had the it's saddest. Insane. I had the
2: saddest dinner tonight.
3: <laughs> Tell just, why? Because I, I didn't have a lot of stuff, and I didn't feel like going out. What did so you kind work with? Up. I put some chicken broth with some red miso paste and some frozen peas. And yeah. it was it's, not. Yeah, it was just. Doesn't sound good. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I just want something so I'm not hungry later. Flesh forward, I'm to still hungry. <laughs> it's, it's, I think I'm hungrier. When you started
0: what you were talking about, I really wanted to support you. Yeah.
3: And then I found out. I was going to pick up made. some vegetables or something. Yeah. And then I was like, eh, I don't feel like going out. The grocery store's next door to my house. <laughs> was this frozen peas just yeah. tossed in? I, I put them in a skillet <laughs> with, <laughs> with oh, olive oil and right. I
2: cooked them separately. So and great. then dumped it in. He you fried fried the peas? Yeah. Yeah, I fried the peas. I didn't have that. When that shows up on one of Scott's menus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Red fried so Fried peas? What Chicken. the fuck? Got it. Yeah,
3: I fried. God yeah, God. 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 Scott, I'll <laughs> read it out for you. I'll read it out for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much to Scott for coming by. Um,. If you dug that, like I said in the beginning, check out his cookbook with Matthew Kenney, Plant Lab. It just came out, I believe, uh, last month. And um,
4: Check out his Instagram. Check out his Instagram. Free.
3: Yeah, check out his Instagram. And, uh, and
4: don't yeah. forget to get involved with your congressman. Yeah. Net neutrality. Net Keep neutrality. It.
3: Yes. So, uh, so Scott can continue to, to post photos of his food. Exactly. With, with, is that what net neutrality is? Yes. Not really. No, net neutrality is like, so I heard someone talking about the other day, they'd be like, if you don't have this provider, you can't go to my website or something. There's a whole bunch of
4: things that they could do to fuck it up. One of the, thing, one of the ways they're going to try to sell it to people as a positive thing is that your internet will be a la carte. So you'd be like, yeah, I just want Facebook and Netflix. And so they're going to say, so it'll be cheaper if you just want those two things. But really what's happening is these big companies are going to pay your provider for, for access. And what that means is that they're going to get all the bandwidth. So that if you try to, and it's just, it's really it's fucking it's really anti-capitalist if you think about it because it totally suppresses innovation. It suppresses small business. You know, it doesn't allow somebody to get started um, with like a with like a new Facebook. You know, right? Um, because they will not. They just won't have the presence. These other these big companies will be dominating. They'll have control over bandwidth, which means that they'll have control over that they essentially their content will get delivered to you prefer- preferentially. It's just, it's just, it's, it's anti everything that the net is about. The net is about, is about getting whatever crazy information you want just as easily as, you know, time warner's huge fucking backlog of garbage. So it's just, it's very, yeah, it's, it's a big deal and we've got us, it can't happen. It really, it could, it could potentially really fuck up the internet as we know it today.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, write your congressperson. Um, Sorry
4: about that ding.
3: Yeah, dude, what is going on with that? Uh, Brad has all these alerts. I think Brad has a lot of important meetings today. Um, but yeah, write your congressperson about net neutrality. Um, that was a great synopsis, Brad. Uh, I know it's something bad, but I didn't really understand what it was. Um, and yeah, um, thanks to everyone who supported us on Patreon. Um, please, if you want to... Um, be a patron for us. Um, We'd appreciate it. We appreciate everyone who's, who's joined so far. Um, You'll get early access to episodes, bonus content. We're working on some other ideas. So yeah, you can do that or you can donate Venmo.com slash off track, or just leave us a cool review on iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Tweet at us. Um, I've met a lot of uh, fans of the podcast recently, just out of shows and stuff. So thank you to everyone. If, if you see me feel free to, uh, Say hi! I'm I'm very friendly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty friendly.
4: You're very very
3: friendly. Yeah, John. I'm approachable. You're totally approachable, and, and I would say engaging. I met this guy uh, after the pianos become the t show in Brooklyn. We we're hanging out. He's like, oh, I'm a big fan of podcasts. He's like, I didn't picture you having a mustache. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, basically everyone has a mustache. <laughs> and we talk
4: about and it. we talk about him <laughs>
3: constantly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is what I look like. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. It is. It is weird. You know. Do you ever listen to that the Daily podcast with Michael Barbara? No. It's like a New York Times podcast. And I looked up what he looked like, and it blew my mind. You know, like I had this image of him in my head based on nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like his tone, and I like. Well, and then I, d- dude, yeah.
4: one of the earliest podcasts that I ever that I first started listening to years ago. It was like it's like an industry thing, and it's a bunch of producers and and some musicians, and um and they all sound really cool. And I actually put off looking up what they look like because I knew that this would happen. Yeah. And at some point, I think I almost accidentally came across. Oh, I think they started doing video. They did audio and they started doing video. And I wanted to see one of the uh, episodes because I wanted to see a demo they were doing of like a piece of gear. And it was so it was such a bummer. Yeah. Because they just thought we're schlubby.
3: Yeah. So don't look us up. (laughs) No, we're cool. We're really cool. (laughs) Right. Uh, Well,
4: if you want to find out, if you want to find out, I am going to start posting video that only our patrons on patreon.com slash going off track will have access. Oh my God. So if you do want to see what it looks like at our, in our recordings,
3: et cetera, you are going to have to, you're going to have to pay for it. That sounds like people are going to pay (laughs) so much money to see that. Uh, Yeah. That is a great incentive. I can't wait to see that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, thank you to everyone for supporting us. Um, thanks again to Scott for coming by. And yeah, we'll be back with the podcast next week, hopefully. Okay, bye.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.